Come join Melissa and her guests on the Chats from the Blog Cabin podcast. From North Carolina, this podcast will have you feeling like you've known these folks for years. Listen in as they chat about life, culture, current events, and more, all with a special Southern flair. Curl up with your favorite beverage and get ready to be entertained. Tune in now for a unique experience that's fun and insightful. Hi, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin. You know, the show where I virtually invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. And today I have very honored to have Brittany on. Brittany is one of the people that I follow online. Absolutely love her site. It's called Equipping Godly Women. And you are such an inspiration. And you also have a free conference coming up. But we'll talk about the conference in a minute. Let's first talk about who you are, because I know you're a mom, number one. But what's some other things about you? Uh, well, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm so excited to meet you and get to talk with you today. Um, so like you said, my name is Brittany Ann, and I am the owner of equippingatgodlywomen.com, where we challenge, encourage, and equip busy Christian moms to go all in in faith and family. Um, I'm a wife. I am a mom of three school-aged kids. Um, my oldest is getting to the teenage years, so that's fun. Um, we have a golden doodle, but otherwise, yeah, just a normal mom who is doing my best to figure out how do I balance all of the things between work and life and kids and family and just loving Jesus wholeheartedly through all of it. So what made you decide to branch out and start the website to help other moms? Yeah, so I got started writing many years. Um, it's been almost 10 years ago now because I was in a situation where I was home with a couple of babies and we had a lot of medical debt from these babies who were born and we didn't have health insurance at the time. And so I really got started online, not because I had this whole big plan or this idea that, oh, I'm going to have this ministry and I'm going to help all these people. It was literally, I read an article that said that you could write, start writing articles online and you could earn an income doing that. So I got started freelance writing. I found out you could create your own website and I was like, yep, this is it. I love this. So I just started writing just for something to do for fun, something to do during nap time and nighttime, um, just as a way to bring in a little bit of extra money to help provide for my family. So what I love about the story, though, is that so often we think that when we are trying to figure out, OK, what is God's will for my life? What does he want me to do? Like, should I do this or do that? I think so often we can think that we have to have it all planned out. We have to have it figured out of, OK, God wants me to be a stay-at-home mom or God wants me to go be a nurse or God wants me to be an auto mechanic or whatever it is. Um, but for my story, it just was not that way. It was absolutely just taking the step that was right in front of me. There were so many things that I could not do in that season. What was something that I could do. So when I saw an opportunity, um, this is something that I could do. This is something that I enjoy doing. And I knew when I started writing, like, what should I write about? I could write about anything. Um, I just knew I wanted to write about faith and motherhood. And so that's really how I got my start is just writing. And once one door opened and you walked through it and then the next door opened. And so it's just been a journey over the last 10 years of figuring out, okay, well, what fun thing do we get to do next? I mean, because honestly, I, I'm a, I'm in awe. I don't know how you are managing all this stuff because, I mean, putting on a conference, I know, has to be a lot of work. But then on top of that, you're, like you said, you're a mom, you're a wife, you have a golden doodle, which I know they're pretty rambunctious as well. Yes. And and then you have your also your own site that you have to. How do you manage your time doing this? Well, I think one thing that's really important to realize is that this isn't, 
something that I'm doing all of this all at once, all today. So I think so often we can look online and we see other people who are running ministries or who, um, you know, have a really clean house or have really cute shoes or, you know, whatever it is. We all get on Instagram. We all see all of these people who are doing things and we say, hey, how could I do their things? Um, but what you don't realize is how different every person's life is. So some person, some people might be really good at interior decorating. And you're like, oh my goodness, how could I do all of the things that you're doing? Wow. Also, how could I fit that into my life? But they're not fitting it into your life. It's their life. Their life is structured differently. So there's a lot of things that I do. And there's a lot of things that I don't do. And like I said, a minute ago, I've done this over 10 years. So there are some things that I've built over the last 10 years. So I created the website, you know, it's been like nine years ago now, I've created the website and I've added to it and I've added to it. So all of the things that I'm doing aren't things that I'm doing all of them today. It is over the last many years. Okay, I added another thing and then I built another thing and then I built a course and then I wrote some books and then I had a conference. And so at this point, when I say, okay, I wanna host another conference, well, I've already done them in the past. I already have all of my workflows. Um, I have assistants who help me. Um, I have kids who are old enough now. My kids aren't babies anymore. So my kids can make lunch for themselves. They can make breakfast for themselves. They go to school all day. Um, so I do have a few hours a day, the same as everybody has. Um, everybody has the same 24 hours in a day. And so your day isn't going to look exactly like my day. It isn't going to look exactly like anybody else's day. But I think it just comes down to waking up each day and starting your day with a prayer and saying, God, what do you want me to do today with the life that you have given me, with the resources that you have given me? Um, I read a book. It was either Compared to Who or The Burden of Better. Both are by Heather Creekmore. Um, she is a friend of mine. She wrote both books. I don't remember which book it was in, but I think it was Compared to Who. So she wrote this book about and she used the analogy that I loved where she talked about being in an airport and she was going to a cold weather climate and she saw the sign for the airplane that was going to Miami. And she thought, oh, I wish that I was going to Miami. It's so warm there. Um, at the time that we're recording this, it is cold. Um, like I right now wish I was going to Miami. <laughs> she was talking about in her story, in her analogy, she said, you know, I wish I was going to an to Miami. I wish that my suitcase were full of cute bathing suits and flip-flops and beach towels and sunscreen, but that's not what's in my suitcase. I have in my suitcase what God gave me for where he is sending me. So I think it's so easy to have this comparison game and say, oh, look at that person. They have this. They have that. Look what's in their suitcase. I wish I had that in my suitcase. But I absolutely love that the God of the universe, the Bible tells us he created you on purpose for a reason. Before you were even created, he knew like, I am sending her to this earth to do this thing. He already decreed you in advance for the good works that he knew you were going to do. And so he knew and he packed you with the metaphorical suitcase where he said, this is where I'm going to have her. And this is what she needs in her suitcase. These are the skills she needs. These are the talents she needs. These are the abilities that she needs. So it is okay if you look at someone else and you say, oh, I could never do what that person's doing. It's because God didn't call you to do exactly what that person is doing, or maybe he called you to do it in a different way. But you can rest assured that no matter what it is that God has called you to do, he has put everything in your little metaphorical suitcase that you need. So rather than saying, oh, I wish that I had her skills, I wish I had her abilities, um, to take a step back and look in your suitcase and say, okay, what has God given me? What skills do I have? What are the things that I am really good at that maybe other people don't find as easy? Or what are the resources or the opportunities that I have? And I talk about this 
a lot in my um, latest book is called Follow God's Will, Biblical Guidelines for Everyday Life. We go all through, you know, what are your skills? What are your abilities? Where is God leading you next? So whether that is to be a stay-at-home mom or whether that is to have an online ministry or to be an author or to be a secretary or to be any number of jobs, God has given you exactly what you need for where you are right now. Um, so take a look and say, okay, here's what I need. Here is what I have. And then going forward, rather than worrying about how somebody else is doing that. I don't know if that answers your question at all, but I think that's the best um, advice I can give on figuring out, okay, how do I do the things? Mm -hmm. um, for me, it really is just a matter of building one thing at a time every day, waking up, okay, what's my project for today? What am I building today? Um, there's lots of things I don't do. And there's lots of things I do do, but they all just kind of add up over time. So take us through a typical day with you then. If you're not doing a conference and you're just, you know, writing, take us through a typical day. Well, the thing about that is my typical day isn't writing. Um, that's one thing that I do, but it's it's not even the bulk or the majority of what I do. So for me, a typical day, um, it just seems very normal. I wake up. Um, I should probably wake up early and read my Bible, but I don't. I read it later in the day. Um I wake up, I get my kids out of bed, I get them ready for school, I get them up um, and around, and I usually check email or check in, you know, I have assistants who work, so I'm like checking my email, does anybody need anything, do I need to communicate with somebody, I'm probably sending off a couple emails real quick in the morning, um, but I get my kids all up and around, get them breakfast, get them to school, so they do go to school outside um, of the home, so that gives me a lot of time that I know homeschooling moms, I don't know how homeschooling moms no. do it, because um, that I cannot even imagine, um, so they are out of the house for several hours a day, so during that time, I want to make sure that I'm using my time very wisely. So I am like nose to the grindstone at my computer um, until the dog starts barking at me to be like, hey, it's time. Take me for a walk. So we do that. We usually it's some semblance of lunch. But otherwise, it is a matter of each week I figure out, OK, what is what is the biggest project that I'm working on right now? What's the one thing that's going to make the biggest difference? What is the one thing that I'm really working on? So I start big picture. I break it down into tasks and then I have my list of these are all the tasks that I want to do. And then each day when I sit down at my computer, I just go down the list. Here's what I need to work on. Here's what I need to work on. Here's what I need to work on. And sometimes it's things that I can do. And sometimes it is things that I have assistance that I can ask them for help with. So a lot of the time, especially right now in this season, my day looks like creating training videos for the people who work with me. So I'm constantly on the computer, like typing up instructions for them or creating videos for them. Like here, go to the do this, go here, do this. Um, so I'm creating things. I'm giving them feedback. If they are writing, I have um, contributing writers who write blog posts for me. So they'll turn them in and we'll talk about how do you choose the right topics and here's just feedback on your post. So right now it's a lot of that. Um, I have a video editor who is working on um, editing all these videos for the conference that's coming up. So I'm communicating with him of, okay, make it look this way. So right now I have really I'm in the season where I've stepped out of doing a lot of the day-to-day -day things. I still do a lot of things. Um, all of my people who work with me are very part-time contractors, but a lot of it is really just helping to foster and facilitate my team and to teach them and to train them. So it's not just me doing all of the things. It's me coming up with the first 10% of, okay, here's what I want. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I want it to look like, giving them the instructions, letting them do the bulk of it, and then coming back to me. But of course, it all has to do with your season. So there were many years where I was the one just sitting and doing the things. Like I've spent so much time at the library or at my desk 
writing the blog post, writing the book, coming up with the workbook questions. Um, so in terms of what my day today looks like, it really varies depending on the day. Some days I'm writing, um, some days I am networking and talking with other Christian authors and bloggers and we're learning things. I'm taking courses all the time. I'm, um, I'm in coaching. I am giving feedback. I'm just doing whatever random things need to be done until I go and pick up my kids from school. I pick them up, I bring them home, um, and then they are old enough that they can get started on their homework by themselves. They can get snacks by themselves. So I usually just finish up a little bit of email um, and that's kind of the end of my work day. And then I have the rest of the evening where I'm making dinner and I am available for them to help them with their homework, to take them to their extracurriculars, always driving around for all of the different things. So I think my day today looks pretty normal. I would assume that's what most people do. They wake up, they take their kids to school and they come home. Um, so that's not like I have this crazy different, like crazy different. Oh, like she's different. She does these like, no, I'm just a mom. And I do the same things everybody else does. I've just um, been doing this for 10 years. So it's kind of built all of the things that I've done. I like the way you say you're just a mom. Cause I don't think a mom is just a mom. Well, that's true. A mom just a mom. <laughs> that's true. So when you first started equipping godly women, did you ever think it was going to become as big as, as it is now? Not a chance. I had no plans. I had no dreams. I had no, I, literally all that was on my mind was that we had medical bills from having babies without health insurance. And I knew I needed to bring in a little bit of extra income from my family. And I knew I didn't want to get a job outside of the home because I, I, it was just important to my husband and I, that I would be home with our babies. Um, so that was literally all I was thinking is there's so many things I can't do. I don't want to go outside of the home. I don't want to, like, I can't, there's so many can'ts, but here's mm -hmm. something that I can do. That was all I was thinking was just, Hey, I can sit, I can write, I can figure it out. I saw other bloggers and authors who were making a living doing what they were doing. And I thought to myself, if they can make a living blogging and I didn't know, I had no idea how much they were making, but enough um, that they were doing it full time. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, if they could do it, I could do it. There's nothing special about them. There's nothing special about me. If they could do it, I could do it. And I'm going to sit at this desk and I'm going to be here, butt and chair every day until I figure it out. And it has been the last 10 years of me just figuring out, okay, so what do I do next? Okay, so what do I do next? And like I said earlier, um, I had no idea what anything would turn out to be. It has just been a matter of when you walk through the first door, then the next door is open. And then you walk through the next door and then the next door is open. So there's so many fun opportunities that I get to do today that I love that I know I only get. I even had a conversation with somebody a week or two ago and she was like, how do you do this thing? How do you do this thing? And I said, well, two steps ago, I did this other thing that you could easily do. Mm -hmm. And I did that and it opened doors and it opened doors. So it's not like I have this special superpower where all of these things happened overnight. It has just been 10 years of you walk through the next door and then you get more opportunities and you walk through that door and you get more opportunities. And all along the way, you're praying and you're asking God, God, what is it that you want? Show me because we only have one life and it's short and I want to steward my time well. So God has given me and you and everyone. He has given us, like I said, in our suitcases, he's given us time. He's given us talents. He's given us abilities. And it's all different, 
but we all have something. Nobody has an empty suitcase. Like that's not a thing. God has given you something. If you are someone who is sitting there right now, who's thinking, oh, I'm flat broke. I have no money. Okay. Do you have time? If you are someone who's saying, I am so busy. There's no, okay. Do you have money? Do you have resources? Do you have connections? What do you have? You have something in your suitcase right now. And I think so often we just don't realize or understand what it is because to us, it just seems normal. It's like, oh yeah, I can do that thing. It's not a big deal. But for someone else to see it, who that's not in their suitcase, they're like, how do you do that? So I think just taking some time, and that's what I talk about in my book, Follow God's Will, is figuring out, okay, what are the skills that you have? What are the gifts that you have? How do you figure out how God wants you to make this decision or that decision or which way to go or how to parent or how to be a wife? Um, we go into that whole process really step-by-step and in-depth. Wow, you have really dropped a ton of us right now. And I love the metaphorical suitcase, but now we have to take a brief commercial break and we can grab us both grab a sip of water while we're taking a commercial break. So we'll be right back. Chats from the blog cabin. Your favorite podcast is here. it's Melissa coming to you from the blog cabin to chat about for a few minutes one of my favorite conferences that are coming is coming up it's called the rise up Christian parenting conference whether you feel like you've blown it as a parent or you're not sure how to navigate the next season of parenting or you have non-christian family or friends telling you how to raise your kids I don't know how many times I got that or you simply want to be challenged encouraged inspired and equipped to be the best parent you can be and the Rise Up Parenting Conference is one that you won't want to miss. The conference runs from March 14th through the 16th, but grab your free ticket by the 13th, so on the 14th you're ready to go, and the conference runs from 10 to 2 every day, but don't worry, if you can't make it from 10 to 2, you can always catch the replays later at your own time. So this is one conference that I highly recommend that you check out, plus it's free. How many times do you have a free conference? I will put in the show notes where you can find it. Be blessed. Chats from the blog cabin. Hit subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Hi, my name is Joanna, and I would like to share with you a little bit about Shores of Grace, Shores Philly. It's a ministry located in Philadelphia. The portion of Shores that I volunteer for goes into Kensington, an area greatly impacted by homelessness and addiction. We go and we take love, food, clothing, snacks, conversation. Um, We believe that it is a way that we can meet people right where they are and show them the love of Jesus. Uh, We have seen lives changed in big ways and in small ways, and we have built wonderful relationships with the people in the community. Uh, We have big plans, more we'd like to do, um, and we would appreciate any support, either through prayer or through donation. If you would like to donate, you can go to shoresofgrace.com, and in the menu, click on Donate. We just ask that you put Philly in your donation comments. Thank you. And we are back chatting with Brittany Ann, who is the founder of Equipping Godly Women website and also the person in charge or the person, the founder as well of the Raise 
Let me get it right. Raise Up Christian Parenting Conference that is coming up in March. So let's talk about your conference now. Yeah, thank you for asking. So I'm so excited for this conference. We have done a few conferences in the past, but we have not done a Christian parenting conference specifically. And I'm so excited for this conference because we have just an incredible collection of 20 amazing um, parenting experts who um, we have pre-recorded the sessions. So I have had the privilege of listening to all of them and they are so good. We have just taken pages of pages of notes. We have pastors, we have nurses, we have authors, um, a lot of people that you would probably recognize as well as a lot of new people that you're going to want to recognize um, just to learn. I love conferences, how you can always get introduced with so many new people where you didn't realize that they had this incredible ministry online that was exactly right where you needed. Um, so the Rise Up Christian Parenting Conference is a free three-day online conference where you can go ahead, um, click the link that I am sure you will either see on the screen or find in the show notes. And you can get signed up for this free three-day event. It is a live conference. So I will be live broadcasting each day, showing up to hang out with everybody live in the chat. We will watch all of the sessions together. If you are saying, hey, this doesn't work for my schedule. Like I work during the day. I need to watch it later. You're in a different time zone or a different part of the world. We do have replays available as well. But the only way to get them is to sign up. So you do have to sign up to be able to get those emails, to get those links. Um, but yeah, it has just been... Um, if it's anything like the pre previous conferences we have done, it's, it's just going to be such an amazing time for Christian moms to hang out together and to get encouraged and equipped with so much knowledge, so much practical advice um, on all stages of motherhood, whether your kids are babies or they're school aged or teenager teenagers. Um, I know the teenager years is one that has a lot of moms worried or whether you're even approaching or in the empty nest years. We also have sessions for those moms who are like, you know, my kids are, they're starting to be grown now. We have sessions specifically about that as well. So our hope is that there would be a little something for everyone, no matter what you were dealing with, that you would just get so much encouragement and practical advice from this free online conference. So how did you go about getting the speakers for the conference? Yeah, so there are multiple ways. So some of them, um, I had conversations with their publicists. So many of them are authors that have books out or who have had books out in the past. So when authors have books out, they um, traditionally try to get on as many shows as possible, podcasts and conferences and such. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, because I've been doing this for a while, um, connect with the um, publicists for many of them. Some of them I know in person. Um, for example, Crystal Payne of MoneySavingMom.com is a friend of mine. And Jill Savage, I've met in person as well. Um, Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, I've met in person. So some of them are people that I have known that I have met over the years um, and other friends that I have met along the way. And some of them are just, you know, we really need somebody who can talk on this specific topic that I know Christian moms are dealing with right now. So we would go out and we would find, okay, who is the person who we know can really help moms on this topic. So we would reach out as well. I mean, I'm looking at some of the people and I'm just amazed at like you, you hit every mom, you hit working moms, you hit stay at home moms. You, like you said, parenting through the empty nest years, because that's where I am right now. I'm in the empty nest. I mean, I, I really will be praying for you for the teenage years. And I don't know if you have a boy or a girl in the teenage, but the girls, whoo, they're tough because <laughs> I had three girls. So yeah, I think that's one thing I love about conferences as well is I have been through some things. I have some life advice. If you want to know about parenting school age kids, I have been there. Like I am there. I'm doing that and I can give advice on that. 
but there's so many things that I haven't gone through. So many life experiences I haven't had. My kids aren't older teens yet. They're not out of the house. I'm not in that life stage yet. So I love the fact that with conferences, I can share a little bit of my knowledge, but also I can be in together with so many other amazing Christian women. And we have one man, um, so many other amazing Christian parents who come with their own life experiences and their own areas of knowledge. And we can just learn from everybody. So you mentioned some of the people that we have. We also have, um, Trudy Kathy White, who is the daughter of Chick-fil-A founder. Um, gosh, I just went blank on his name. Um, I'm going to say it wrong, so I'm not going to say it. But her dad founded Chick-fil-A. So it was so fun talking to her about creating a legacy because, you know, their family is so well known in Christian circles for having just this amazing legacy. So being able to talk to her, that's something that's going to appeal to moms of all ages. Um, I also got to talk with Leslie Means, who is the founder of the popular website, Her View From Home. Um, and she's talking about the importance of sharing our stories, which is a big thing that we're doing at the conference is sharing our, our life experiences and the things that we're going to. So that was such a fun conversation. Um, I love my conversation with Dr. Jessica Peck, who's sharing because she is a nurse practitioner herself. Um, she's a nurse with like 20 years of experience and she's a professor and she has four teenagers. And so she just has so much life experience. And I was like, okay, you got to tell me what is going on. Um, because she, as a nurse is privileged to some of the conversations that we as moms don't know. So sometimes our kids don't want to tell us what's going on. They don't want to tell mom and dad, but then sometimes they go to the pediatrician or the doctor and they, and they have conversations. Her book is called behind closed doors because they have those conversations behind closed doors that the parents don't always get to know. So I was so excited to be able to talk to her and pick her brain as, Hey, as a mom of 14s and as a nurse who sees people regularly, like what is going on? And so that was just so fun. So you get so much information that you wouldn't get if you were just reading one book or talking with one person, but it's so many different people from different walks of life who have so much great encouragement. Um, I was definitely taking pages of notes and it's just so fun that you get to all come together and begin together with other Christian moms for three days to just soak it all in. What is the one that you would say point out, you don't want to miss this one. If you have to admit, if you can't oh, tune in, I know it's hard, but maybe top three. Oh, that is, have. that is a hard one because it really depends on what season of life you are in. So if there was someone that I was talking to right now and I was like, how is motherhood going? And they told me, Hey, I'm really struggling with this. I would be able to like, yes, this is the one for you. But something that appeals to everyone, I think listening to Dave and Ann Wilson is definitely going to be a fan favorite. They are very well-known authors. Um, he was a pastor. They planted a church. Um, so I think that's going to be one that's going to appeal to a lot of people. I think the one with Crystal Payne, where she's talking about how to manage your time well as a busy mom, um, the session is titled as a busy working mom, but I'm sure it would apply no matter how you are busy. Um, that is going to be a really good one. I know I personally really look up to her and have learned so much from her of how I do not even know how she does all of the things where she is running her own business. And she has like six kids, I think, and they're foster kids and with special needs and like how she does any of this. I have no idea because she has three who are older teenagers and three who are like baby toddlers. So she just has such a full life. And for her to be able to do all of these things, um, if you are someone who struggles with time management, 
that is a great one because she yeah. is just shares um, like, yep, this is how I do it. Um, another one that I personally loved was with Rachel Norman from A Mother Far From Home. Um, she has five kiddos. Many of our, some of our speakers only have a few kids, but some of our speakers have a lot of kids. She has five kids. And I think at one point she had five under five, or maybe I'm thinking of an a different speaker, um, but she has a lot of kids. So she talks about just getting overwhelmed as a mom and setting good boundaries, healthy boundaries, not against toxic family members, but it just in a way of, hey, I have a lot of kids and they're little and they're loud. How do I thrive and be healthy and be happy as a mom with all of this going on? So if you're someone who's like, oh, I am so overwhelmed with all of the noise and all of the chaos, that is one you will not want to miss. And then I think the last one, I know I've probably said more than three, um, Brooke McLaughlin from A Million Praying Moms. That one is a powerful one. She's talking about prayer and praying for our kids. And that was just, oh, I was practically in tears in that interview, um, just with the stories that she shares are so powerful. And that's something that's absolutely going to apply to every age, whether you have your babies are not even born yet or they are out of the house. Prayer is something that is so powerful. So I think that's got to be one of my top three as well. Oh, wow. You, it sounds like there's a <laughs> lot of great ones. I know there's one person that I follow on Instagram that you have, and that's Jamie. Oh, I love Jamie. Jamie's um, mine. I'm just like, I don't know how she does it either. <laughs> I know. And she has so many. I think she's up to seven or eight. We had to fact check that. Um, so many kids now, all um, over the last couple of years, she has been traveling in an RV full time. And that's another person when I started our conversation, I was with her. I was like, I do not know how you do it with so many kids in an RV traveling. Like I, I need some space in my life. So I'm not constantly frazzled. Um, so it's just so fun to be able to talk to so many moms who do things so differently, but they're all such great moms because there's so many ways to be a great mom. And as we talked about at the beginning of our conversation, it doesn't have to look all the same way. You can be a really great mom and be a working mom with just two kids and you are like career driven and go good for you. Like go girl. Um, I love that. And yes, people cheer you on. Or if you're someone who says, you know, I just want to homeschool my kids and I want to have as many of them as possible. We're going to have seven kids and we're going to live in an RV. Yes. All like good for you. Go girl. So it is not, um, meant to say that any, one particular style of parenting is right or any this or that like we're not into those mommy wars we are you know whatever god has equipped you with however he has called you whatever season of life whatever season of motherhood you are in it is just a place to be on um, this conference it's just a place to be to get encouraged um to get some super practical help to learn from moms who do things differently and to say okay how do you do that um and we really dive in um the speakers are so open and we just dive into the nitty-gritty of okay here is what it looks like we're going to get practical mm -hmm. we're going to share some tips here is how you be a mom um, and raise really good amazing kids without losing your ever-loving mind where did the idea come for this conference and how long has the conference been going on? So this conference, um, my conferences are one-time events. I had the idea last year. I wanted to run it last year. I did not have the time to because we did a um, a, a marriage conference last February. And then we did one um, alongside my book release for Follow God's Will. So we did a Bible conference in the fall. And I just could not fit with the book launch and all of things fit the parenting conference. Um, and I knew it was such a topic that's so important. So it has had to wait. So it's been something that I've been planning for a year now, just about. Um, and it's just something that I'm like, I know moms need this. I know moms need this. I know, especially with 
the pandemic and all of the things that we have gone through, like we are stressed out. We are doing our best. We are trying to juggle a thousand things. We are like just every day waking up. Okay. Everybody needs everything. And it can be so easy to get so stuck on, okay, I've got to do the thing. I got to do the thing. I got to do the thing. There's no time for me. There's no time just like for my health and my faith and my sanity. So to be able to have this place where moms can just come together and get encouraged and know you're not alone. We're all going a little bit crazy. Um, there's a lot of different ways to be a good mom. We all feel like we're feeling every day. It's totally normal. We will share our best tips and tricks to help you to make motherhood a little bit easier, a little bit more Jesus focused, um, to raise some really good kids to the best of our ability. Um, so yeah, it's been something I've been planning for a year and it is all happening. Um, it's a one-time event. So March 14th through 16th of 2023. So you just said you had a parenting one and you had not a parenting, a marriage one that mm -hmm. you have a parenting one. Is this something that you think you might be repeat in the years coming another parenting, the same conference, but with different speakers, or do you think this is like one and done? We have not made an official decision on that or announced publicly. Um, the best way to get information about what events we have, because we always have something going on. Mm -hmm. um, the best way to get information about our events is to go to equippinggodlywomen.com and to sign up for our email newsletter, because I know not everybody wants tons of email, but that is like the best way that I communicate with everybody. Here are all of the things that we have going on. So I am constantly... Um, two or three times a week, sending out emails of, hey, here's this exciting event that we have going on, like this free marriage conference or this free parenting conference. Um, if we do another conference, that's where we're going to be announcing it. Um, and we also share, we do our best to curate what else is going on in the blog world as well. So if I have friends who are doing conferences or free books or challenges or all kinds of things, um, we are constantly sharing, you know, I know that being a Christian mom and wife is difficult. And if there are really great resources out there that are going to help you, we are going to tell you about it. So the web, the um, if you get on the website and you go to our email list, that is where we are announcing all of the things. All the things. Oh, I love that. All the things. I'm going to put you on the spot because I didn't send you this as a talking point. But what is your favorite Bible verse? Mm. You are putting me on the spot because there's so many that I could say. So I'm going to have to decide which one really quickly. So there's one that I am going to, I have it written right next to me. There's one that I've been really thinking about a lot lately. I have it up in my office on my board. Um, and that is Ephesians 2.10, which is the one that I alluded to earlier. And it says, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. And I love this verse in this season of life, like I've had different verses that I've liked, but this one is one that I just keep coming back to right now because I think it is so encouraging and so good and so gracious of this God that we serve that he didn't just create us on accident. He didn't just plop us here and say, good luck, you know, figure it out. Best of luck to you. But God created us on purpose because he said, you know what? I need somebody right here in this spot. And he created you and he created me and he created everyone who's listening because, hey, I need someone just like this. And I need them right here. And so sometimes it can seem like maybe we're not doing enough or we're not doing the right things. Or we see people on social media and we think, oh, well, look at what they're doing. Or, oh, I, I could never be like that. Well, God didn't create you to be them because he didn't need you to be them. He doesn't. The world doesn't need another one of them. The world needs you. And God created you just exactly the way you are. Not that you're done cooking yet. Like you're still like we all have plenty of room for, for improvement, myself very much included. But God created you and he put you right where you are because he has something for you to do there. And just because you don't see the things that you are doing yet doesn't mean that you aren't, 
aren't doing things or that you aren't doing things that are important. I love that the God that we serve is such a gentleman who is so gracious, because I think sometimes if he were to show us up front and he were to say, okay, here is your plan throughout the course of your life, you are going to be responsible for the salvation of 362 and a half people. And you are going to go do this and you're going to go do that. And you're going to do all this. You would be like, like I'm going to be in the fetal position. How in the world could I ever, yeah. but God doesn't show us the whole path because we don't need to know the whole path. We don't like, and I think back through my story, if God had said, Hey, someday you will be doing this. Then I might have wanted to take a different route to get here because I don't have a degree in business. I don't have a degree in communications. There's so many things that I don't have that maybe I would have said, you know, I would, I would want these things. I would want to go this way. And God said, no, I'm going to, I'm going to put you here and we're going to go this way. And we're going to take the kind of the scenic route because it has given you skills that you didn't even know that would come in so useful. Um, so my degree is actually in elementary education, which seems a little random, but apparently it's a popular thing. Um, I mean, for what I'm doing now, a lot of people have degree in elementary education. Um, but I didn't end up being a classroom teacher. And then I moved to Nashville for a little bit because I was going to sing country music. Um, and my husband knows if like he ever got an opportunity to like job transfer to Nashville, don't even ask me because the answer is yes. Like my whole family knows like I would be there in a heartbeat. It is cold right now. Like I'm telling him constantly, like we could move. It would be warmer. Um, so he knows. But that's not what ended up like I moved there for a minute, but I didn't end up being a country music singer. Um, that door has closed. <laughs> I love that. It, it's that door has closed, but that's okay. Um, I also wanted to be a research psychologist. I thought it'd be really fun. Like the person who does the studies where they're like, oh, this many people percent of Americans do XYZ, or like I thought doing those studies would be so much fun. Um, that didn't happen. But you know what? I think of the career that I am building now and all of the things that I am building and all of the things that I'm doing. And I can look back and I can see, you know what? I didn't become a classroom teacher. I didn't become a famous singer. I didn't become a research psychologist, but I am using every single one of those things in what I am doing right now. I am teaching. And the fact that I have a degree in teaching, maybe it wasn't the most obvious, but I use it every day. Um, this conference that we're putting together is going to have a workbook that goes along with it because like I learned how to do that in teacher school. Like I can create instructional materials. I create courses. I create things that teach women how to do things. And it wouldn't necessarily have been the path, but God put me there and now I'm using it. The fact that I wanted to be a famous singer in Nashville, I'm no longer in Nashville, sadly, but I am very comfortable on a stage. I can get on a podcast. I can host a conference. I can hopefully someday have an in-person conference. I'm hoping someday. Um, and I'm very comfortable on a stage. So I have had trainings that didn't end up working the way I thought it would. It didn't go the direction I thought it might or I hoped it might. But I'm so grateful that it didn't because now I have this job where this is my job and I love it. And I can do this from my home. So today, honestly, I have two kiddos who are homesick from school. They're fine. They have the sniffles. They keep staying home with the sniffles and I'm like, go to school. Um, so I have two kids who are home with the sniffles and I have one that had a doctor's appointment, but I at least got that one to school. And it's like, my day is filled with these things, but you know what? I can still do these things from home in my office. I'm here. My kiddos are upstairs. They're watching cartoons. Um, and so he, God was so gracious that he didn't overwhelm me with all of the things. I didn't see the full picture. I didn't know where we were going. I didn't, you know, I might've been tempted to do it some other way. I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Hopefully some, I'm sure something good because God is good and he's gracious. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. And I don't need to know. And I just take the mindset of, I will just walk through. What are the doors in front of me? What are the opportunities that I have? We all have opportunities. Sometimes it's hard to see them, 
but we all, if we take a step back and we pray and we think and we brainstorm and we plan um, and we ask our friends and family for advice, like we all have opportunities. We all have a chance every single day to say, okay, what is right in front of me? What choice do I have? And you walk through one door and then you see two more open that you didn't even know. And you're like, oh, I'm going to go through this door. And you pray, God, what door? And you go through the next door and you go through the next door. And we don't know ahead of time. We don't need to know ahead of time. I don't know what I'm going to do in the future, but I am very thankful that we serve a God who's so gracious, who just takes us step by step on his patient, gentle timing. He's not rushing us. He's not saying you need to do this because like, I need these things to be done. And like, you have, no, he's just like, you know what? I need someone to do this. I, I'm, I don't need someone to do, he doesn't need someone to do this, but he invites us to partner with him and he allows us to help. I always think of the analogy of when I bake muffins with my kiddos, especially when they were little, we used to bake more than we do lately. Um, But when my kiddos were little and we baked muffins, I did not need their help baking muffins. It was not helpful. (laughs) There were lots of messes. There were lots of like licking the sugar on the counter when I wasn't paying attention. I'd turn for one minute and like, the middle kids like licking the table. I'm like, <laughs> like you just need to stop. So I didn't ask them to help me with muffins because I needed their help making muffins. Like I could do it myself. I was perfectly capable. And I think it's the same thing with God. He doesn't ask us to do things because he needs us to do them. He can do them himself. He's perfectly capable. He created the entire universe out of nothing. He's perfectly capable, but he invites us. He allows us. He says, yes, come with me, come partner with me. And I'm going to use you and I'm going to let you do this. And so often we think of, oh, I don't have the time. I don't have the money. I don't have the skills. I don't have the ability, but we serve the God who does. He created everything. He's got all of the time. Like he is outside of time. He's got all of the time. He's got all of the money. He owns it all. He's got the cattle on a thousand hills. He's given you so many abilities. He can give you some more. He's there. He's limitless. He's got plenty. So it is okay. If you were like, I'm not enough. Good. You're not, you're not supposed to be because it's not on you. It's on God. And he's just inviting you, hey, come along with me. Let's do this together. I just absolutely love everything you're saying right now. But I know there has to be challenges, especially when you're putting together a conference. So let's talk about some of the challenges that you had to kind of overcome or kind of adjust your scheduling. Uh, Yes, the challenges have been constant. Um, But I think so often we can get in the mindset that, oh, if I'm doing something and it's God's will, it will just work out perfectly. Mm -hmm. But I want to encourage everybody that everybody has challenges. Everybody has things that fall to pieces. You just don't see it because social media is everybody's highlight reel. Mm -hmm. And if something goes well, you're going to see it all over social media. You're going to see it all over the internet of like, wow, we're doing this thing. It's amazing. You don't see the behind the work, the behind the scenes work. You don't see all the things that went wrong. You don't see all the books that flopped. You don't see the very first website article that they ever wrote that was garbage. Um, You don't see that because God is so gracious that he allows us to learn and grow in anonymity. And we start really small when you mess everything up, but nobody sees it. So it's fine. So by the time that people see it, you're like, okay, at least I've gotten my reps in. I've gotten some practice. So there's, I mean, every day constantly, um, just very practically speaking in my own life right now, I mentioned I have two kids who are homesick. Um, my kids are constantly homesick with the sniffles and it's like not a thing, but then it's kind of a thing. Cause you're like, you are fine. You need to just go to school, but no, they're like, no, we want to be home and like fight with each other and like wrestle and like jump off the couch. I'm like, really? I'm just trying to get my work done. Um, so it's just little things. Um, I have tech issues that happen. Um, I have my washing machine broke down last week and about made me lose my mind. I'm like, I'm just trying to do the laundry. Um, 
things break my internet right now. I have like a stick in the side of my computer that makes my internet work because at one point my internet just like stopped and I took it in and they were like, we don't know. It just broke. You need a stick. Okay. So now I have a stick. Um, so it's, there was the pandemic. So that was fun. Um, I got a two book contract and then I put workbooks alongside of those. So I was trying to write four books in a row and God was like, here's a pandemic and your kids can be home and you can teach them remote learning. I'm like, that really wasn't part of my plan, God. That was not part of my schedule. That wasn't what I had chosen. But I think I say all of that to say that, yeah, there are issues. There are things that go wrong. I have trained people who have immediately quit. Um, I have lost files. I have, you know, all the things, thankfully nothing huge and major. Um, but yes, every single person deals with things. Um, I've talked to so many other authors who are just like, you know, like we're dealing with these really bad things. Um, and I'm, course not going to share all the drama but like everybody is dealing with things everybody has tech issues everybody i got on an interview once and like my my microphone was just not working today and like i like it was an important like radio interview um and i was like my microphone just decides today's not the day um so things happen but you just don't see them and so i think it is just a matter of not getting discouraged not thinking oh things are going going wrong. This means I shouldn't do this. No, things are going wrong because things go wrong. It means you're doing things. If you had nothing going wrong, it's probably because you're not doing anything new. Anytime you do new things, you have new challenges. You have new things that can go wrong. So I think just understanding it happens to everybody. Everybody has bad days. Everyone has bad weeks, Mm -hmm. months, and things go wrong constantly, but you just keep picking yourself up and you just keep going. And when you say you have a situation where you say that didn't work, okay, what does work? I might, this might be a can't, but what can I do? What doors are open to me? Maybe that door's closed. Okay. That's not my door. What can I do? And just going forward, praying over your day, praying against spiritual warfare um, and just keep moving forward. You seem so optimistic. I mean, even in your writing and things, I know there has to be times when you're like, I just can't do this, you know, and you have to reach out in prayer. What are your go-tos, you know, when you're so frustrated, like you were talking about, I just want to do my laundry and the washing machine broke, you know, what are you, because obviously you're frustrated. How do you keep from getting so frustrated that you just shut down? Two answers. One is that I am ridiculously stubborn. So this is not, does not make for a fun marriage relationship for my poor husband because I am so stubborn. Um, but sometimes it can be helpful when you're just like, you know what, I am going to figure it out if it kills me, hopefully it won't kill me, but, um, I'm, I'm just going to figure it out. It's, we just keep moving forward. There's nothing I can do about the past. We just keep going. But the more Christian answer is a several years ago, I went through a period of doubt where I was really questioning, did God actually call me to do this? Because I didn't get into this because I felt called or I felt like, oh, God was telling me. I was just like, I need to make some money for my family. Let's just try something. So there reached a point where I really doubted and questioned, like, is God actually calling me to do this? Or did I hear him wrong? My friends and family are supportive, but is it only because I'm so confident that they just believe me? Have I just convinced everybody that, oh, Brittany says she's going to do something, so she's just going to do it? Am I just determined and stubborn? And this isn't actually God's will for my life. And so I was thinking about it and praying about it and journaling about it. And I just had this experience where I went on a run 
and just was praying to God. And I just felt like I received very strong confirmation on some things um, and that he made me some promises that I could cling to. And I came home and I got, I ordered a little bracelet. I'm not even a jewelry person, but I ordered a little bracelet and I had engraved on there the words that I felt like he had said to me. And so ever since then, that is what I look back to is to say, you know what? I believe that I had an encounter with God that day where he gave me promises and he spoke to me. And there are absolutely days where I even recently was like, this is not worth it. I'm not going to quit, but like man alive, this is hard. This is not worth it. It is so much work. I work so harder than I should, um, than is healthy sometimes. Um, but just looking back and saying, you know what? Sometimes all that keeps me going is just stubbornness and faith that I don't need to see the results. I don't need to see all of the things that happen. I don't need to see people who are changed. Like I'm not doing this for that. I am doing this because I believe that there is something that I am meant to do and I haven't gotten there yet. And there is more for me. And I feel like so many of the things that I'm doing, this isn't the thing. This is preparing me for the thing. And I felt this way for a very long time. So all of the things that I'm doing now are giving me skills and giving me um, connections and giving me things in my suitcase mm -hmm. that someday I just have always felt God is going to call me to do a thing. And so now I'm just learning. I'm just growing. I'm just trying. I'm just building so that someday when that day comes, um, then we'll be ready. And I just, I just think it's sheer stubbornness and I think it's faith that, you know, God, you made me a promise and I'm going to believe you. Even if I don't see it, I don't need to see it. And also going back through the Bible and seeing so many stories of times where God made someone a promise and he never went back on his word mm -hmm. unless it was because not to, that he went back on his word, but he was like, I'm going to kill the people. And they're, they're like, please don't kill us. And he's like, okay, bye. So if he went back and changed his mind, it was because of mercy. Mm -hmm. um, there's never been a time where God said, I'm going to do this good thing for you. And then he was like, eh, forget you. The Bible is full of all of these stories where someone had a really hard time and God made them a promise and he came through for them. And the whole Old Testament and New Testament is just full of story, story, story of God said, this is what I'm going to do. This is who I am. This is what I do. And story after story after story and just going back and being so encouraged by those stories. Um, God made Moses a promise that he would go to the promised land. Moses didn't get to go to the promised land, but God kept his promise that the people would go there, even though Moses didn't get to see the results. Mm -hmm. God promised Abraham that he would make him into a great nation. Abraham didn't see the results of that. Abraham just had to go in faith. And so I hold that as an encouragement that I don't need to see the results. I can trust that the same God who came through, who came through, who came through, who came through, the same God who was there every single time then is the same God I serve today. And if he makes a promise and he says in his word that he created me for a purpose and he created you for a purpose and he is working all things out for the good of those who love him. When he makes those promises, he is trustworthy and he is true and he will do it even if we don't see it. So stubbornness and faith, and you just keep going. I love that stubbornness and faith because a lot of people won't admit they're stubborn. And I think well, that's <laughs> that point. I am so stubborn. So our time is almost up. Before we talk about once again, where people can grab the tickets for the conference and where they can find you at, leave us one little last nugget. 
Yeah, I would say my one piece of advice, if I could tell anybody just one thing, is that following God is always worth it every single time. I had a conversation with my mother that I shared um, in the conclusion of my book, Follow God's Will, where she said to me, like, Brittany, you just seem like the kind of person that when you make your mind up to do something, you just go, you just do it. And I kind of laughed and I was like, well, that's kind of true. I am kind of stubborn and determined. But for me, it has been so many times in my life where God has asked me to do something. I don't always obey very well. I don't always obey the first time. But every time that I have obeyed what God has asked me to do, I have never regretted it ever for a second. Every single time he has always ever told me to do something, I've never regretted it. It has always been for my good. And so I told her, you know, I think there just comes a point where eventually you just see, you know what? God is good. God loves you. He knows everything. I only know a little teeny bit of the whole, like he knows everything. And if I truly believe that he is good, that he loves me, that he is who he says he is, and he can do what he says he can do. If I truly believe that, why wouldn't I obey? And I know that obeying God can be really hard. Trust me, I feel it. I am not a good listener. I am stubborn. We have established this. I am not very good at obeying and listening. I have opinions. I want to do things my own way. But I think there comes a point where you just say, you know what, God, you have come through every single time in the past. You have always been so good to me. You have come through and you have come through. And that is the God that you are. And if I truly believe that you are good and you want what's good and your way is right, then I'm going to listen. Even if it takes me a minute and even if I do a really bad time and I have to be like, okay, baby steps, God. Like that is my encouragement to everybody is it's not easy. It's hard. It's going to be hard. You're not going to know how hard, like God is gracious that he doesn't tell you how hard it's going to be because you would quit before you even started. He like lets you get started and you're like, this is really hard. He's like, yeah, it is hard. It's supposed to be hard. It's okay that it's hard. It's normal that it's hard, but you just keep going. Trusting that even if you don't see the results, that God knows what he's doing. It's all going to be worth it. And following God's will is always worth it. I love that. So let's talk about the conference again. It's called Rise Up Christian Parenting Conference. When is the last day that people can actually go online and grab a ticket? Yeah, so the conference runs from March 14th through 16th. So you definitely want to get your conference tickets before like March 13th or so, because on the 14th, we're going to start sending out those emails in the morning of March 14th saying, hey, here's the link, come join us. Um, and you won't want to miss that email. So definitely by March 13th, you want to make sure that you grab your free ticket so that you can get, even if you say, Hey, I can't make it to the live event. I'm going to watch the replays. Make sure you grab your ticket um, so that you can get access to those emails and get access to those links. And it runs from what time to what time? Um, 10 AM Eastern daylight time till two ish Eastern daylight time. So it's a great, like if stay-at-home moms that they're home and their kids are at school, I love the yeah. way that you put it around so that the moms can actually sit there and watch it uninterrupted if they're at home. And that is exactly how we have to do things because my kids are in school. And I, I like how we've been talking this whole time of what can you do? What can't you do? Well, I can't do something on the weekends. I can do something in the evenings, but what can I do? I can do 10 to two. That's what I got. So that's what we're going to do. If you though, or you're someone who's saying, you know what, I'm a working mom or, you know, I can't because I have kids I'm home, but they're crazy and I need to watch it later. We do have the replay so you can catch up uh, whatever time makes sense for you. 
and your website is called Equipping Godly Women, and that's where you sign up for your email newsletter to find out what everything you've got going mm -hmm. on. Yeah, we always have all kinds of fun things, um, books, conferences, new courses. Um, we are just here to equip godly women. That's what we do, to challenge you, encourage you um, every day with a little bit of, hey, what about this? Hey, have you ever thought about this? Um, and just to be kind of that big sister in the faith that's going to give you that hope and encouragement when life is hard. Um, that, you know what? It's hard for all of us, but we've been together and we just keep going. I love the fact that you said life is hard for all of us because a lot of people don't think they think they're by themselves and that's what they're they're yeah. in their own little corner. But I love the fact that even in this conference, you're showing that there's all different moms, all different types of moms. It's not just one singular picture that we get from Hollywood most of the time of what a mom is actually like. So I absolutely love that about it and cannot wait for this conference. Yeah. I love that about the conference as well um, because our speakers are perfectly honest. They will go there and they share stories that I'm like, I cannot believe that, that imprint in your book, but good for you because um, we need that. Um, one of them shares a story about it, her kid checking a book at her head while she's driving. Um, another talks about she was so mad she kicked the wall and put a hole in it. And I'm like, you know, we all mess up. We all have bad days. Uh, but God loves us and he doesn't expect us to get it all right. But we just keep moving forward and we just keep learning and we just keep trying. And um, that's all he asks of us. I am, like I said, I cannot wait for this conference. And guys, you will want to grab the link. I'll put every all the, where you can find Brittany as well as where you can find tickets for the conference in the show notes. As well as I took notes while we were talking. So I'm going to put the three books that you mentioned, your book and the other two books by your friend. Mm -hmm in the show notes as well as Ephesians 2.10, because I think that's very important because that basically says everything about our, mm -hmm. your conference about our lives, period. Yeah. So Brittany, thank you so much for coming on and for sharing your little part of your world with us for this last hour. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been so fun. Okay, guys, we will see and hear you and listen to us on the next chat from the blog cabin. Bye. Chats from the Blog Cabin. Enjoying this episode? Leave a review now. Chats from the Blog Cabin. We not only have voices for a podcast, but also faces for YouTube. Don't miss your next episode.